What's been amazing is ever since um, I've, we've, we've come into this truth of what the, what the Bible says about healing, there's, not, there's almost not, a, I'd say, a week or a month that goes by without us seeing or hearing something happening. And I can tell you now, the only reason why we don't see it is because we get busy doing other things and we don't actually do it. Because it's not God that's holding back. Um, and, I, and I've proven this out to myself, that the more I go out and go and find people to set free, the more I'll see people get set free. Now, the Bible encourages us basically do good as opportunity presents itself. So when you go out and find the good to do, then you're not taking a, what I'd call a regular position. You're taking an offensive position. You're fighting. You're making a statement. Now, who would agree that the devil has stolen too much? And in a, in a time period that we live in right now, and this time period we're living in right now is called the last days according to Hebrews 1. And in these last days, Jesus has spoken. In this period of time, it is a catastrophe that we're living in a time where we have complete victory given to us. By Jesus, the finished work of the cross, and yet we don't see it manifest in our everyday life all the time. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really sad. Because what it shows the world is that God isn't alive. That's their mentality. Because really, God wants to manifest himself through every single one of you. It's, it's kind of weird. The devil wants to multiply his character and nature in you, and God wants to multiply his character and nature in you. And I'm not just talking about healing. Healing is like one, it's one aspect. Deliverance, salvation, even raising the dead. All those things are important. Preaching the gospel which, by the way, makes this whole thing work. It's the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation for all who will believe. And if you believe, then you can believe for someone else. That's what's so powerful about it, is that you do not, you're not dictated to by someone else's God reality. You can bring the reality of God that you have into their situation. You can. Are there tough situations? where your senses are so bombarded by what you see that instead of praying out of faith, you pray out of fear. Yes, they are. And they will be as long as you've never done it before. But the more you do it, the more you realize that this cannot affect the outcome. The outcome will always be God's word is true. And if we, like, I get calls from guys all the time that face failure. And I'm, I'm addressing this with you guys specifically. Because failure, failure is something that if you don't know how to deal with it, it will, it will literally stop you. F- failure will literally put you back in the seat, pew warming. It will make you passive. Today, let's imagine today I go out and I pray for someone and they get healed. 
Is that a good day? Who would agree that's a good day? All right. Tomorrow, I go out, I pray for someone. They don't get healed, they die. Is that a bad day? You want to bet that's a bad day? It's not a good day. I don't like that day. But now if I let that stop me, the next day, I might see someone else that I pray for and that gets healed. And if I don't, then guess what? Then I fail to respond. And failing to respond is worse than failing in your response. Does it, does it make sense? Because you've been given the ability to respond. You've been given the responsibility, an ability to respond. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. And if you don't respond, then what you're saying is, God, I doubt what you've given me is good enough. And that's worse than stepping out and sinking in the water. Now, everyone remembers Peter sinking when he saw the waves. Right? Everyone remembers that. But everyone forgets that Peter was the only one that got out of the boat. He was the only one that got out of the boat. Does it make sense? Peter was the only one who took the chance to be, be like Jesus, to walk where Jesus walked. Everyone else stayed in the safe zone. They stayed the pew warmers. They stayed sitting in the pews, looking from a distance. Spectator. This is not a spectator sport. This is full contact. Does this, does this make sense? So I use this analogy, and, and, I'm, and I'm going to use it again because I think it's really powerful and it, and it can protect you in your understanding so that you will continue to walk in what God has for you, that you will continue to grow in what God has for you, and that you will never stop, that you will persevere to the end, so that in the end you will see more people set free, and the, the memory of failure will be a thing of the past. Because that is what will eventually happen if you don't let the devil stop you. Because the only thing failure can do is try to deny who you really are and who God says you are. Does it make sense? It is never God's will for anyone to die. Okay? Because God didn't create us for death. He created us for life. Sin and death came into the world and it wasn't God's decision. It was Adam's decision. So sin and death is a consequence of Adam's choice and its effect that it has on the world. And it has nothing to do with God. So the fact that we even die, the fact that we decay, the fact that these things happen, it's got nothing to do with God's decision. Are you with me? All right? If it was God's decision, then you could not lengthen or shorten your days. Yet the Bible says that if you are obedient to your parents, you can have a long life. Right? So that's a promise. And the first promise we have in the law is that if you obey your parents, you can have a long life. If you have a long life, that means you can choose whether your life is long or short. Isn't that right? Okay. Now, we can jump down the little rabbit, rabbit hole of people who die young, okay? Which I'd like to avoid, not because I can't answer the question, just I don't want to go down there right now. I would rather like to answer the question like this. If God has made up his mind that every single person is healed, because according to 1 Peter 2.24, 
by his stripes we were healed. Then the only reason there's failure is because we misappropriate what God has done. Alright? Now that is possible because the name of Jesus isn't a magic word. It's not magic. We don't wave a wand and stuff happens. We trust God's word and we enforce it. And you've got to think of all the things that are in play here. Alright? So, bear with my explanation. I'm going to use the analogy that I originally wanted to use and I think it will help, help you understand answer to your question. Let's say there's a lifeguard. Okay? Alright? And the lifeguard's job is what? To save guys who are drowning. Right? So, I, you know, I'm being in Durban for 12 years. So, try hear this analogy because it will really help you. Okay? This lifeguard, his job is to go and swim out there and save people that are drowning. That means he's generally fitter and more able than Joe who's walking on the beach. Right? Now, Joe's walking on the beach and he sees someone drowning. Okay? He might jump into the sea thinking, I've got to get to this person and not know how far he's going to swim, how, how hard it's going to be, get halfway and reckon, I just can't make it, give up and come out. And the person drowns. Right? The lifeguard, who's done it many times, might look at the situation and he might say, I know I can't swim out there. That person's going to drown. Okay? Right? Are you with me? I know that person's going to drown, so it's actually pointless even trying. Now, if that was your child drowning, what would you think of that lifeguard? You, you wouldn't not think this guy is a good guy, right? Okay. Even if he knows, listen, I've, I know I wouldn't have made it. You would have said, you should have at least tried. Because you had the ability to respond. Isn't that right? Okay, now, now let's take the same scenario. Mr. Lifeguard gets into the water and he swims out there. He gives it everything. By this time, the child is under the water. He's diving. He finds the child, brings the child up onto the, you know, that little yellow bubble. He puts the child over the little yellow bubble and swims it out to the beach, but the child's not breathing. Does CPR for like 15, 20 minutes, going for it like you cannot believe. He's trying everything. And he, you know, like his end is like, come on. You know, like he's like trying everything. And the child just doesn't wake up. What do you say to that life, God? Now, wouldn't you say thank you to that life, God? Now, you tell me that the child drowned because the life God wasn't fit enough to get out there and get the child out quick enough. Facts. Think about it. Facts. Did the child drown because the life God wasn't fit enough to, and couldn't get out there fast enough? Facts are yes. That's why the, the child drowned. However, he did whatever he could with what he had at the time. And at least he did something. He didn't just sit back and do nothing. And so he failed that day, and that was a bad day. Are you with me? That was a bad day. But if he now quits lifeguarding, the next person who's in the, in the water drowning that he could save, he might miss out on saving that person. Are you with me? 
So there's no point in beating, there's no point in him beating himself up about that one person that he lost. He has to continue and get stronger and fitter so that that doesn't happen anymore. Would you understand, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So this analogy is what's helped me understand responsibility because the Bible is largely, largely it's written from a Hebrew perspective. Does this make sense to you? And Hebrews do not commend um, perfection. Let me put it like this. Okay, I'm saying it wrong. So let me just re-say it so that you understand what I mean. Um, the Hebrew mindset will encourage you to try even if you fail because eventually you'll succeed. Okay? The Greek mindset will say, if you don't get it right the first time, give up because you're never going to get it right. Which one do you live under? Okay? So your, your mindset is like, if I try it and I can't do it, then I'm not going to carry on. That's the Greek mindset because you're either good at something or you're not. That's how people think. But what happened to practice made perfect? It's like we've forgotten about that. Who, how many of you here, by show of hands, can play a musical instrument? Well, whichever way. Can at least play. Play. Can you play? All right. Okay. How long did it take you before it sounded at least goodish? How long? A month? Two? Three months, maybe? It took a while, right? For, for you to teach your body how to do what it always had the ability to do. So just because your body has the ability to do something doesn't mean it does it automatically. Just because you have the ability to do something doesn't mean it happens automatically. You have to exercise it so that it does it well. Does it make sense now? Alright? And so this is, this is the fundamental problem. People think that it, it's either I'm going to get healed now or I'm never going to get healed. And that's not the way it works. Alright? It's like this. God has already said you are healed. The devil's just trying to rob you of what, he's, of what God has already provided for you. And we're here to enforce God's will to remove the thief so that you can experience the health that you've always had. Does it make sense? Come on, this is good stuff. This will keep you safe. In ministering to the sick, this really will protect your heart. We didn't have the advantage of this that I'm sharing with you. This is stuff God has had to show me and teach me because people, the reality is, you're going to face situations that you're not going to like. I faced them, and occasionally I still face them, and I have to go to a memorial, and I hate it, because it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. Does it make sense? It's not the way that God wants it to be. But I can tell you now, God has made up his mind. The devil has made up his mind. The only variable is us. Day to day, we change our minds. And either we stay on what we've decided to do or we shift. That's why the Bible constantly encourages us not to be deceived, not to be led astray. Why? Because you can change your mind again. You can repent of repenting. You know that? Isn't it? You can repent and then repent of repenting. 
You can continue to repent and you can, you can be like this. You can be a double-sided man that doesn't even know what manner of creature he is. Does it make sense? 